Yo ya te lo dije, pero que sé yo, right? Amán odiarme, but I'm still gon' live my life Heck of emotion, that's why you lose yourself every time They yelling DK, like what do I know, right? So I wanted to talk to my audience. First of all, hi, everyone. This is uh, DK Podcast. And we have a recurring guest, Nini Grace. Nini Grace. Y'all love her. Your episodes are still very much downloaded. And just quick tip, side note, for those who are in the podcasting game or if you are a musician, you got your shit on SoundCloud, don't focus on new work. Make sure that the old work gets rediscovered. That's how people go viral. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the popularity of that particular episode boosted me and you because people came to my page to ask questions about you. And obviously, you know, this is my bitch. I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, look, go to her page. So, you know, that's the magic of online streaming in mm -hmm. any type of platform and any type of medium. So. Just make sure your old work is good. Someone will always find it. And they always find our episodes. And then I get like this long ass DM about how life changing it was. And they're crying on the train. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> That's what it's about. No matter where we are, what we do, we're all in service. And our lives, whether it's me, you or anyone else, we're touching people's lives no matter what we're doing. Right. Because mm -hmm. I don't care who you are, your physical being on this planet whatever you do is in service for everyone else. Right. Right. Because who is going to create a life solely based on themselves for themselves and only make monetizing for themselves? Nothing. You have to have a service rendered. Right. Right. But when we're reading cards and I tell people the simple way, you know, there's, there's a way to heart read your tarot cards where it doesn't have to be through the book, understanding all the major yeah, minor arcanias. It's great if that's how you want to learn it. I'm not knocking the people that read it that way, but I just feel like the way I learned, the way I started to understand cards was allowing the story and your intuition to create a full picture for you. Right. So for me, reading tarot cards is, it could be a, it could be a lot of fun and not as stressful. Right. You know, I mean... When, when I look at this card, I intuitively want to go to somebody in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe this is someone who is a major player in your life, but not a love interest. Just someone who has your back, right? to be quite honest with you. So I feel like this is someone who you work closely with and has your back and who's going to ride for you. I mean, you're reading me now. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the night. And I honestly feel this is someone who decided to really rise to the occasion and made a conscious decision to not be like other people. Mm. And, and can I be honest with who I think this is? Oh, my God. No, this is someone you work with. Oh, my Plot God. Plot twist. You, word? Word. And you know what? We have <laughs> that combo. This is Daniel. Oh, my so, God. So, well, the minute I saw this, I saw Daniel. So, Daniel is someone who is on Sarah Vega's... Um, media production team and he has a, sh uh, a show called plot twist so <laughs> the minute i picked out this night card i i saw even though obviously it's not his face it's right. his face that i immediately connected it with mm -hmm. and i thought well why is he coming in as the night and my first understanding is because he really made a conscious choice to rock with you yeah, to really word. stick it out 
to really be there for you and support you in whatever the queen needs. That is crazy. Right? Oh my God, you're like, so like that's like the first thing like I saw and I'm like, this absolutely is what he's there. He's there to support. He's there to take down. He is there to deliver. Wow. And your eyes are like almost low key, like, like they're because I shifted. Like, yeah, so I already had set the intention. When I'm working, we set the intention and anyone should always be mindful to set the intention when they're working to start elevating their vibration, to connect with the person they're working for on a level that's beyond the physical. Right. Right. So then you're going to do this for me in return. Just what? Oh, my God. This is crazy. And you see, none of this is like, oh, my God, what does this card mean? It's all connecting this with your energy. Oh, we got two here. I keep getting this fucking card. So this right here, I always get it. And I'm super excited for it, You're recording also for your podcast, right? Right. So you got the world card and you got the page card, which is cups, right? So here, as I'm looking at this, it's like you are waiting. That opportunity is coming to you. So while this is a person, for me, this is an opportunity that's being given to you. Right. And mm-hmm. with this opportunity, then you can go ahead and conquer everything you need to conquer. Girl, you're about to make me convulse. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't spit. <laughs> so for me, this is an opportunity that's awaiting. Right. Okay. Right. Damn. And the fact that I came with him is yeah. kind of crazy. So it's kind of like they're all coming together. I honestly feel like he can be the catalyst to a new opportunity. I mean... Girl, we got to talk. We got to catch up on a personal level. Cause well, you just give me two seconds. I might figure it out myself. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm over here like fronting. I love this. As you were talking, I pulled the high priestess card, but then I left because it said BJ. Um, I wanted to talk to my audience, first of all, because there's a big thing in the community in either Christianity mm-hmm. or Wicca, which brujeria, santeria, however you want to say talk it. Talk about that, right? There's a big stigma on all of it, right? So I'm a big believer that obviously my Lord and Savior is God. I believe in the Trinity. And then I believe all the other deities come from that. That is my own personal thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't enforce my beliefs on anyone. And because I've worked with you so closely, you know, pro bono and paid, because I've paid the five if I want (laughs) the full, you know. I've paid it and it's really helped. And you, I've known you now, what, three years? Three, four years? 2016? It's going been, on four years. It's going on four <laughs> years. And we've worked closely together with a lot of deep personal readings. And I call her my spiritual godmother because I've always known I've had not psychic abilities, but I've always slept on my intuition. Right. So you've helped me to raise your voice. Right. And my vibrations and really look at things. From a scholar perspective, you have to kind of take out the bias. So reading the Bible, reading different decks or really taking the time to study the how the Bible works. For example, speak those things that are mm-hmm. not as if they were and they will be. That's right. speaking things into existence. That's right. That is also could be a little like, oh, my God, what is that? That's totally spiritual because right. it's the laws of attraction and your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. So. I think that a lot of these quotes do come from, I'm not going to say just religious backgrounds, but they do come from scriptures as well. You know, if we're going to talk a little bit about 
religion, theology, and and unity. Um, I I have a personal belief in my creator. My creator, I call him God, whether it's a man or a woman. To me, it doesn't matter because I believe that God is neither man nor woman, and we are neither man or woman, yet we are man and woman, right? We're both masculine and feminine. So I believe that the creator is that of the same. There are a lot of people who believe that if you pick up tarot cards or oracle cards or even affirmation cards you're going against the will mm. now the truth is that that yes. is not going against anybody's will because you can't change someone's mind or someone's free will by picking up cards and saying i believe this one of the things that i believe is the responsibility of a psychic or medium or anyone who is in service is reminding those that you are reading for that they do have free will which is one of the reasons why i no longer just do straight psychic readings because people believe that your word is absolute right when in fact you have the free will to change everything and anything in your life by choice right so now let's just start like with these three cards that i picked up i talked about i understand the connection that that was with daniel someone you work with Mm -hmm. i understand that he brings an an opportunity which opens doors so that you can step through and really create the whole vision that you have for your business right right now that's just one point of view Mm -hmm. right so but i really believe that it, it does come together because here you are sitting on your throne you've created the magic you needed you know, Ooh. now <laughs> here's the thing. Yo, this is nuts. If Sarah decides that she no longer wants to do this anymore and says, I give up, I'm just going to focus on a different aspect of my career, all this goes out the window because it's your free will. Right. So the only time you are messing with anyone's life mm-hmm. is when you try to tell people, this is absolute. It doesn't matter what you do. It's going to happen. Right. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Your destination is your destination. Your destiny is your destiny. And we have options here. Right. That's what life is all about. When we create our life contract, we say, I want to have X, Y, and Z experiences. How you get to those experiences, that's your choice. Right, right. If you get to that experience at all. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, when I decided to pick up cards, for example, I have the Louise Hay affirmation cards. Love that. It's called Power Thought Cards. I got that as a gift. I got that as a gift two years ago. And I would pick them up as I'll pick them up one a day and look at them and like kind of meditate on the message. Mm-hmm. But the, when I finally bought my first tarot deck and then I bought some Oracle cards to marry it and like brought in the message. Mm-hmm. I did my research and I realized that those are meant to be shuffled and they're meant to be like maybe the meditation of the message. Mm-hmm. And today, like I read myself and it was a really beautiful message actually. And obviously what I want people to understand, even as a baby person in this game, there's always like, I always have an opposition card. So that to me is like, no matter what I do, I always have to overcome something to get to the end result. Because the way things were coming, it'll be like a powerful card. And then it's like a work card, then a powerful card, then a work card. And I always, that's always been the sequence of my life. So it's kind of like reassuring that I will get through it anyway. 
And then one of the big cards that came out of that after everything, it says something like your future is bright. And I'm just like, of course it is. (laughs) What I think is I picked this card as you're saying that is my life. I have an obstacle. I have greatness. I have an obstacle. I have greatness. And this card says, as I say yes to life, life says yes to me. Life mirrors my every thought. As I keep my thoughts positive, life brings me to only positive. Oh, sorry. Brings me to only good experiences. Because you've already claimed that with every greatness is an obstacle. Guess what you get more of? Obstacles. Right. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have obstacles in life. Well, that's how I that's how I meant it, because either way now, instead of I used to have very bad victim mentality. Thank God for growth. But I see obstacles like, well, I'm about to level up Mm -hmm. like life is about to be like the next chapter is about to be super lit because there's no way that I'm going to have this without something else. And, you know, what's that phrase in Spanish? Like, no, hay mal que bien no venga. Like, yeah, you see what I'm I prosper wherever I turn, boo. (laughs) whatever I turn it's crazy (laughs) and I kind of had to what this helped me do and you yourself so yeah let me stroke your ego right now (laughs) it helped me realize that I have to accept the fact that I'm lit right like I'm a popping ass bitch with that and you know people like me I'm popular I've always been popular because I've always had this thing that I like to be in the background I like to produce I like to how I told you, let me handle you instead. But some people like to see me in the front mm-hmm. and I'm going to embrace that to my comfortability, obviously. Yeah. So that's There's why nothing... I kind of picked all this up. People, one of the, I, I love to talk about misconceptions and how we view things. Like there is nothing, there is a healthy ego and there is an unhealthy ego. Right. There is nothing wrong with us understanding where we are great in life. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with saying this is my beautiful gift to the world or I know I look fantastic in this outfit because I'm feeling myself. There's nothing wrong with self-love and self-awareness and understanding where our greatness lies, where it becomes unhealthy is when we feel the need to convince everybody else of the same. Right. Right. That's when now it, it turns into an unhealthy ego. If you're popping and it doesn't matter, you're looking dope in whatever you're wearing or you don't or you have a great gift or you don't. What everyone else thinks that this is part of one of the four agreements is none of our business. Right. We give others way too much power because we give a shit what they think. Right. If you're in your lane and you have your focus and you have your gifts and you know what you want and you're just staying in your lane. Eventually, those who are meant to see it are going to see it. You don't need to go out there and, like, put it all up in everybody's face. You know, it's funny that you say that. Let's segue back into, like, the cards, right? So when I bought these, it was literally to, again, fucking Nini Grace, one more time for the stroke. (laughs) It's like I had to, you told me, trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. You're a little witchier than you want to admit. You know, you have a little bit more abilities that you want to admit. And I and you were right, because I might not be a Nini Grace, but I have I give good advice considering of my past experiences. But then there is like the Christian guilt, which mm-hmm. I want to talk about now. I wasn't raised in the church, mm-hmm. but I became more God centered. or I feel like God called me to him back in like in 2000, let's say 2010. 
it's already a long time. And, you know, it was always a thing, even growing up outside of the church, that all of this was bad. Right. And, you know, and I never fully believed it, but I never did it because it was wrong. Right. And the book of the Bible says it's wrong is divination. But in the same token, I never felt like mm-hmm. I was doing something wrong. I only felt like I was doing something wrong because the Bible told mm-hmm. me to. Now, again, sidebar, and not only to be completely clear so then you can explain it. There are things in the Bible that are straight up wrong. The Ten Commandments, if you don't follow them, it's like, come on, son. Yeah. But there's other things where it's, you can tell that you got to move with the sign of the times. Mm-hmm. I personally believe the Bible was written by man for the word of God. So I know what I'm doing. So I know some of the things that I was considered wrong is wrong. And I'm willing to cop to that to, let's say, a priest or whoever. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, why, what I think that Christians miss, because there's some of them are too busy being Pharisees, is that God gives grace. Right. He gives grace. He forgives. And a lot of the messages, if you love me, if you love your brother like you love me, you're forgiven. You're automatically in the kingdom. Right. So I do my best to believe that because I know that my God doesn't want me to feel condemned. Mm-hmm. When I got these cards, yo, it literally it took a week for me to really accept like yo i'm doing this but i'm doing it using god right right. and obviously there's people with their with their opinions however (laughs) it really brought me closer to the lord in the sense that it made me speak to him very raw, honest, and open, because if he's omnipresent, then he already knows what I'm doing. That's right. Why hide it? And that's given me such a major breakthrough recently. That's why I was like, I need to talk to Nini. She needs to touch my cards. (laughs) She needs to do all this. I need that energy because I finally feel at peace and I don't feel embarrassed. You know, it might not be something my mother might like or some of my peers, but again, this is not for me to read people. I'm not trying to be the next tarot reader. That's no, totally not what it is. So how would you, let's say, before the week, and I had that guilt, and I came to you like, hey, I feel like this. How would you um, define it? The guilt? The guilt, where it starts. Like, give So me your- I, would, I would say that's just one of the many fears that the church bestows upon people. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that those fear ta- tactics are so that you can just follow the certain religion that is preaching the fear. Now, that's not to say that the word of God is not from a place of love, because I believe that it is. I just also understand and believe that it's been twisted in more ways than one, and that is a control tactic. Right. You know, and I hate to say this because, you know, this may be offensive to some people, but it's also become a business. Yeah, church is a business. You know, it's like big pharma. Like, they don't want to tell you the secret to, like, what's going to cure cancer. Oh, my God, no. Please <laughs> expound on that. No, because, dead ass. That's such a good analogy. Because the truth is, like, right, like, big pharma, they, they, no doubt in my mind, they have the cure to so many diseases. But if that goes out, then what happens to the 10,000 other medications that they've created that they've built trillions on? Right. Right? Now, all that goes out the window because it's one remedy. And that's, think of, that's not cost effective. Mm -hmm. That's not good for business. 
because not that many people are going to buy that mm -hmm. uh, opposed to all the people who are fighting right so it's just the money doesn't match up in religion if you allow people to expand their consciousness right to understand that love is love is love and if we're living in kindness with the understanding that we have a creator Right. who is of love and that's really all that's necessary right. then how am i going to get the masses of people to believe in what i have to say here right well we create a fear-based mindset that says if you do not follow me in this way then blasphemy right yo that if is you do so not, real <laughs> if you do not do this then blasphemy then you are going to destination hell right right the truth is there is no destination hell regardless of what any man says there is destination afterlife right and destination afterlife is exactly the experience that we need to have to understand what this life because mm -hmm. earth is the school and life is the lessons right what we need to understand so if you were a good-natured person who spent your life helping other people who did your best to be a good human in your afterlife like everyone else you have to have clarity on what that is all about mm -hmm. how did you interact with x y and z how did you impact x y and z's life how did you grow how did they grow right if that was a positive or fair experience that's not going to be hellish that's not scary you're growing Right. But if you were someone who committed murder, rape, low vibration, whatever it is, now you have to understand how your life impacted these people. Right. From their perspective, their point of view. Right. That's hell. Right? Mm -hmm. And in in those moments, your spirit is still evolving. Right. So there is no place of there's no fiery pits that you're going to. It's your own experience that you have to relive and understand. Right. And nobody wants to look at their shadow self. Oh my God. So we were supposed to have this conversation. I know I sound like, I probably sound like such an airhead, but I'm no. just so excited because, you know, once I started kind of getting to know my decks and I started listening to my Bible and like reading it, in a different set of eyes because I would read it as fear-based. And one of the one it's plain as day, it says in the Bible, God is love. Right. Outside of that, why do we need anything else? God is the light. God is love. Right. God is not anger. God is not fear. God is not hate. God is not jealousy. God is not animosity. God is not control. Right. Yet they preach all that by saying. God does not like homosexuality. Mm. Well, I mean, hello, he don't make junk either. And here <laughs> I am, right? So, and I, and not only am I, you know, a big old lesbo, right? but I live from a place of love and light. Mm -hmm. So how is, two things cannot occupy the same space. Mm. So how is God going to make something that is condemned yet fill it with so much love? Right. I mean, people could actually debate that saying that, you know, there's a Bible verse that says the enemy roams around like a lion searching for prey. But again, when I see when I read those things, I 
read it as opposition because in Psalms it says, as I walk through the shadow of the, of the valley of death, it's the shadow of death. It's not mm. death. Mm-hmm. So to me, those are the verses that keep me aligned and keep me not wanting to, you know, jump off a bridge because mm-hmm. it's damn near impossible to keep all the laws of the Bible. And, you know, it's just not, you're a Pharisee if you mm-hmm. do that, because then you keep rules, but you don't keep your heart. And I like the fact that you said shadow self, because I've learned to accept that too. I try to suppress it a lot by being like fake happy or, you know, well, you know, things will get better. That I had to approach my self journey of into deeper consciousness of like, okay, if I feel like this, is for a reason. I'm going to allow myself to feel like this. I'm just not going to live there. And I was telling on the show earlier that when it comes to my shadow self and my shadow work is I'm embracing it head on. So I like to wear all black. Mm -hmm. I don't really dress very girly, even though I do enjoy makeup and my slicking down the baby hair. So I honor that. Mm -hmm. I know I was coming here to do some type of semi work. But, you know, this is fun, so it's not work. (laughs) But I wanted to come presentable. To me, presentable is all black. And everything I wear now is intentional. You know, like you said, these earrings are travel. I want to attract travel. I'm going to work. I'm going to work with Rock Nation one day. Mm -hmm. And not work for them, work with them. So I always, you know, try to remember this. And then the message itself, you know. And coming here, coming to you. I wanted your particular stage advice because even though you're not old, you've done this since high school. You have pictures to prove it when mm-hmm. you were like 13 and shit. Yeah, it's been. So it's been a minute. So even though you're not super older than me, you have the years on me when it comes to higher consciousness. So I was very excited to come see you and I'm very excited to finally like accept everything that's happening and there's no more why is this happening or victim mentality scarcity Mm -hmm. mindset none of that shit now i'm just like you know what i have the power through christ jesus Mm -hmm. that i can do what i can these are the tools i'm gonna use to get me ahead to guide me and to really get me to my soul's purpose yeah and i feel that for me breaking a generational curse comes in the form of creating deacon media and everybody comes into your life as a as a for a purpose. And for I'm surprised we're still talking, to be honest, like four <laughs> years later. But here we are. And I'm like, well, if nothing else, I'm right I, here. I, with got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So I'm very excited that. I'm just kind of accepting everything. And I, I wanted to text you, like, can I ask you like 80,000 questions of what's <laughs> happening with me? Because I'm a ball of emotions at the moment. <laughs> How did you feel when you first started experiencing that? Well, you know, for me, it was it was a gradual process that I feel like it came with so much ease because it, I was so young. I was two and three and four and five when I started seeing spirit. Oh, and by mm-hmm. the time I was nine years old, I realized that not only was I seeing spirit and I thought like I was a miniature Walter Mercado, <laughs> but I was also understanding psychic, um, my psychic intuition, my psychic ability. Right. Um, and that came with seeing tarot cards, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't know what the name was before that. I just knew that, you know, growing up in, you know, a, a Puerto Rican household. Oh, this was the original card that I had I had to show you. Wow. Um, it was La Carta. 
Right. You know, ya las cartas. ¿Qué dice las cartas? Everything was the cards. What do the cards say? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it was such proof that it doesn't matter how you study them. And all the proof I needed to know that all I, all I needed was the understanding, was listening to my intuitive nature. Mm -hmm. And when all those cards were on the table and my mom's friend, uh, Carmen, walked away, And I'm standing there and she's asking me what I thought of the cards. And I started talking for no reason. I didn't know what they had been talking about or even who she threw the spread for. Mm -hmm. I was spot on. I mean, and at that 95% years old, though. 97, 97. <laughs> 2% counts. That 97% um, be coming through, boy. Yeah. So, and all I did was speak with no filter mm -hmm. and trust. This work is not about understanding a handbook that these, because they all come with a card, a, a book, a right. little book, right? So it's not about understanding that. It's about trusting yourself, trusting the understanding that you have when you look at it, because it comes together like a story. Yeah. Right? Totally. So if I was just, this matter <laughs> where I go, whatever I pick, it's for you, and it's going to be the story. It's going to be the story for Sarah. Right. Let me show so, you how these are the cards along. If you pull, if you pull it out, I'm going to confirm it. These mm -hmm. cards came out already before when I first bought the deck, broke them in. These kept um, popping out along with two more. This card, every time I, I pulled this card like five times already for you. Really? In the shuffle. Yep. Let me see. Oh, so word. <laughs> but so let me just explain the cards that are here. They are the fire element card. And it says, I ignite the fire within me that connects me to the divine. Facts. Like, that <laughs> is it. You just have to stand in the presence of your awareness and your belief. Trust that. Crystal ascensions. I am attuned to the universe's universal wisdom and energy of the crystal kingdom. I feel like this is all in alignment of everything we're talking about. Right. Earth and air, earth angel. I'm a guardian of Mother Earth and protect all who live here. And I believe that's more of your service, your work, your life. Right. This one is the present. I fully experience every moment of my life by living in the present. And what I believe that is, is you deciding that, you know what? I'm not going to live in fear anymore. Yo. I'm going to release all the claim that other people have on me. And I'm going to like kind of break <coughs> those ties. No fact. Yes. You know, and that is you claiming that you want to work with Rock Nation one day, not for them, that you are going to lift your media off the ground, that you are going to be everything that you claim to be. Mm -hmm. And that is every single day being present for your purpose every single day. Right. And I think that in, in the almost four years that I've known you, that you've done so much work on the self. Really? And it's so hard. It's so I'm you know, the, the longest journey a person is going to take is from their head to their heart. Mm. And seeing our flaws and fixing fixing them, heal not fixing them, healing them. Right. Healing those mindsets. Yo, I'm like on the verge of fucking tears, y'all. Like there's you know, only because I'm so I've Like you said, it's been almost four years. Mm -hmm. I've been undoing a lot of mental blockages since about 2011. And, you know, and it all led me here. And it wasn't easy. And the big turning point was our first reading. I'm about to start crying. When I was living out of my car. Mm -hmm. 
And that was when I was like, I need to find out why my life always kind of does this song and dance. It's almost too familiar. So when I finally took that big leap of faith to quit my job almost three months ago, that I'm still here paying rent on time, all my bills, everything is straight. That was the big message at first. You know, God telling me, get off the boat. I got Mm -hmm. you. And I refused to do it because I was so afraid, afraid and thinking logically. Mm -hmm. So when I finally was like, fuck this, I quit. I'm out. And I just sat and I kind of accepted everything. It just brought me back to that first reading because you told me then that was like, what, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I made the mistake, guys, that I didn't believe all of it. Because I was so fucked up in the game that I'm like, all right, so now you're telling me I'm going to be dope and famous in about a few years. I'm living in my car, bitch. What am I doing? Like, you know, and and that that first reading, you were just so like, but it's okay. You know, you have to, you know, in that Nini's <laughs> grace voice. Now, imagine yourself probably going through one of your most personal hells of your life. You're literally living out of a car. It's fucking cold. You know, you give me this like on GP reading because of someone we had connected with. And I'm just like looking forward to that reading. I remember and I'm thinking and like you said earlier to take your words like, okay, this is it. And it wasn't. It was like, again, how readings are supposed to be your Mm -hmm. energy and what could happen if you take certain steps. Mm -hmm. And I've done this. I've done the same rookie mistakes where. I didn't take some of your advice or I doubted some of what you said or I doubted my capability to do it. And it was a long, bumpy road from 2015 till now. But I was super determined to be like, yo, I'm getting out of this shit. And I, that's it. Like, yeah, yo lo dije and it's done. Yeah. And now I realized the biggest prison was my mental. And once I kind of caught a grip on that things started changing mm-hmm. like big time i will go to events and i'm like i'm gonna land an interview with this bitch right here and that's exactly what will happen mm-hmm. and i will go in there all charismatic and be my cute self and somebody will like my baby hairs and i'll be like hey so i do this and they're like sure take all my info and i'm like you know what <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a little something to this mindset situation that's right because our mindset and the fear or love that we have behind it that's the energy in which we exude right and we don't when we're trying to create greatness where is there room for you to be afraid Mm -hmm. where is there room for your doubt there isn't there's no room for that not when you want to grow sorry my throat is dry it's okay so when you were like i didn't take your advice that's fine you didn't have to right (coughs) because it was given to you at will, you do with it whatever you need to do with it. Because right. it's not offensive to me. You have to be comfortable in the process. So when you're moving forward in life and you're like, well, maybe that makes some sense. And then you implement it. But it's beautiful to see how then it starts to begin a shift. Right? Right. So you can get there direct or the slow boat from China. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to happen right. in your time when you're ready to stand in the power of those moments. And those moments won't present themselves unless the universe says it is okay for this to happen now. Right. Nothing is going to happen prematurely. Right, right, right. You know, like those times you're like, well, when is it going to happen? Because I'm doing this, that, and the third. And I say, think of life 
like a movie. No actor walks into a scene prematurely. Right. It's all in perfect timing. So you have to be totally aligned with what that's supposed to be like. Right. No, and that's such a real thing. It's such a real thing. Like once I finally got comfortable with the idea of, well, there's people out there, you know, my, my, I guess I supporters, cause I don't like to say followers, but like my supporters, mm-hmm. I guess my little fan base is turning into a bigger fan base. And, you know, people want to see me up front and I like attention to a certain degree. Cause at the end of the day, part of my shadow self is I, I'm an introvert. I can wrap up in my own cocoon and not leave for years. I truly value my own company so you're a scorpio but what's your what's your moon in scorpio oh so you're like a double scorpio i'm a scorpio for real but oh. my house is saggy it's a sagittarius oh that's sexy so for me obviously i love me a sag because a, a lot of my inspiration in media it has come from like Diddy, who's a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. You already know how I feel about my main man, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, who's a Sagittarius. Um, I'm a very big fan of people that are still very powerful. And again, I don't know these people from a can of paint. I'm just studying them, their social, things I've read for as long as I've been a fan, things like that. But they carry themselves in a certain way. You know, the RZA from Wu-Tang is a big, also is a really big um, inspiration. And he's also like one of these water cup signs. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed that a lot of powerful figures in media have those qualities. And now the more I'm into my security, I'm into my personality and I'm standing in my truth of who I really am, I'm getting a lot of those comparisons. So a lot of people be like, Yo, you're like the Jigga, you know, Dika Nation. <laughs> or they're like, yo, you got like that Cameron swag with a little bit of this. Or, yo, you remind me of Diddy. I'm like, word? Oh, my God. <laughs> For real? Cause I'm Tell me to... again. <laughs> yeah, because I'm really trying to get there. You know what I'm saying? It's slow coming, but it's coming. You know what, though? People see things in us that we don't always see in ourselves. And even when we do see it in ourselves, life happens in a way where we doubt that it's possible because... I mean, hopefully we all have big dreams for ourselves and we see ourselves at a certain magnitude, right? Right. But when life is challenging us and it's not happening, it's easy for those dreams to die out. And then I think that life puts people in our path to remind us, yeah, that fire is still there. That magic is still there. Right. So it's like, yes, it's a beautiful compliment, but it's also telling your spirit, you're going in the right direction still. Don't give up. Right. Yeah, you know, I took everything... I'm still very much, I take everything with a grain of salt. That's just my inner good person, I guess, being humble and understanding. Because my, and it's my personal development, you might agree or not. I've always had that cocky, arrogant thing going on, kind of like Diddy. But I would suffer from imposter syndrome only because it's like, why am I so confident? There's nothing really to show Mm -hmm. for it. But the older I got, and it was certain things like my ability to make something out of nothing, I travel a lot considering what I make. Girl, when you went <laughs> to Paris that one year, you was I was like, how the hell Yo, I did went, she make it to Paris? Listen. <laughs> from I, your car. <laughs> from my car. Like, the way this happened was crazy. And then when, when I went to Paris, 
I had to like my the person I was staying with. She had to go somewhere, and then I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna be asked out for a day." I found a flight for like two hundred dollars to London. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Fuck, I'm going to London for the day and coming back," <laughs> and that's what I did. And it's kind of like I've always managed to create something. So now, and back then, I wasn't even intentional. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, "All right." It's time to focus on my intention because it's either I could be a creative business or a business creative. And now I'm like, I need to be a business creative. Mm-hmm. I need to make myself into a lucrative, a lucrative businesswoman who's just a little softer. You know, mm-hmm. I look a certain way instead of wearing a suit. <clears throat> and now I'm very in tune with the power of the spoken word. and again. People are probably going to crucify me, but the Bible is literally like a spell book. Yeah. Because everything is teaching the power of the tongue, teaching how to bridle your tongue, how to control it, saying how words are your are swords. Mm-hmm. So when you show me the swords mm-hmm. of the cards, to me, I associate that with communication and action. But isn't that also, it could also be interpreted in many ways for a layman right the way we talk about in 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 spirituality right Mm -hmm. like for those because we want to serve not only those who follow the bible right but those who just follow their own spiritual nature oh yeah of course i like i don't ever push the bible on anyone that but that's my foundation yeah that's fine that's how i feel comfortable and then again the more i study on like on unbiased level i notice a lot of everything a lot of the scripture is influenced by biblical things mm-hmm. or the Kabbalah or the Quran. And I was just going to say that because in, in Buddhism, mm-hmm. right, they, they speak the same things. You, you treat and it's said in the Bible, treat your brother as, you, <laughs> you know, you would treat yourself and so on and so forth. And it's just worded in so many different ways based upon which religion you follow. Right. Right. The Buddhist philosophy, religion. It's all about kindness and oneness and understanding and honoring, right? right? So with, with Catholicism, they have those, and this is not to, to diss Catholic people, but it, it breaks it up intermittently mm. with fear-based passages as Your well. Your word, yeah. So <laughs> I needed to definitely like, take myself out of that equation. Um, then I love, I love The Course in Miracles. It's very Christian-based. Mm-hmm. Also, and I think I love how it's um, Christian based yet it has a spiritual undertone to it, so right. it's a little bit easier for for those to follow. And for those of you who don't know what the Course in Miracle is, it's a one year teaching to a more enlightened path, right? Really, in surrendering um, ego. That's just like the short of the long. And it, in the course, it really dissects perspective perspective and ego but it it brings you to a place of not only honoring the self but understanding the creator right yeah and i love that and to me it's doesn't matter what anyone calls their creator it doesn't make it more or lesser than in my eyes but in the course they talk about god right you know they talk about god they do talk about jesus um they even talk about like disciples Right. You know, and I believe that that in our own little world, we we all we all are um, not not in our own little worlds. We are of the I am. 
Yeah, that's a big thing you know, I'm studying too. You know, we are of the I am. And I'm crazy to compare yourself to God. Mm -hmm. But did he not show up in the burning bush and say, I am. Right. Of that of which I am. Right, yeah. Right? I am who I am. Right. right. And so, therefore, you are of that I am. God did not come to earth and say, I am God. No, mm -hmm. he said, I am you. You are me. Mm -hmm. You are created in the likeliness of me. Right. And that's not even in a physical sense. It's in a spiritual sense. Right. Right? So. And we, even in the physical sense, like when people have complejos or um, any type of insecurities, you know, in the Bible, it says, I made you, I knew you before I made you. So right. it's like, you're perfect no matter, mm -hmm. you know, and that's another big thing that a lot of people have, like a lot of um, self-esteem issues because they don't look a certain way or things like that. And that's also helped. You know, I like what I like. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and act like, mm -hmm. oh, everyone is beautiful. Yeah. Everyone likes who they like or they have their preference. But I've also learned to be less judgy. Yeah, because everybody has their imperfections. Me, you, everyone. And how you said right now, we're made in the likeness of God. Mm -hmm. And I like that you again, another nice little segue. Uh, the I am. Right. So I recently watched uh, this um, particular sermon called Stating Faith by Transformation Church. Awesome as a YouTube channel. They're not churchy. Oh, okay. They're not churchy. Just like Elevation Church, Stephen Furtick, that's my white king. I love him. He is the bomb. I have to check it out. Super not churchy either, but they're very, you know, based by the Bible, but not judgmental. So to wrap it up, stating faith from Transformation Church. I forgot the name of the pastor. It was a guest pastor, but he was awesome. And he basically said what you said. He was saying that. You are made in the likeness of your creator. So when mm -hmm. you say things like, I am tired, I am broke, I'm, I am poor. That is claiming. Yeah, claiming, you're claiming, claiming that. And it's like you're telling God, well, I'm cool with this. Mm -hmm. Because the way he said it was God responds to what you say and when you call him. That's so right. be careful of what you say and, and how you call him because he will give you that. That's right. And. The, like any good parent, right? We want to make our children happy. Right. And the way, like when he said it and I read it and I listened to it, I was like, oh, shit, this is so true. And then I'm listening to it and I'm like, yo, that's calling onto things. It might, you're calling onto God. Mm -hmm. For someone else who doesn't believe in God, they might be calling onto Buddha or universe or source or however. But that is a way, that's a Christian based way to kind of be a little witchy because you're calling and invoking on the Holy Spirit to provide for you the things you say you are. So right now I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling quite juicy and fertile and you know, I'm feeling quite luscious. Right. And I'm like, okay, well God, I am the bomb. So you continue to give me that favor. Cause that's how mm -hmm. I'm feeling. That's right. And so you claim it and I'm, I'm super mindful and, and intentional about what I'm claiming when I'm speaking. Right. And if I say something and then I'm like, well, no, that's not how I wanted that to come out. I'm really quick to clear cancel. I'm always like, oh no, clear cancel. That's a little something I picked up with the Akashic Records. But mm -hmm. not claiming it, right? If we can claim it, we can unclaim it. No, this is not what I want. Let me reiterate mm -hmm. how I want to say it. Let me think about this because that's, that's being <coughs> mindful of what we're saying. Right. And we should always be mindful of not only our actions, but our thoughts. Yes. 
Cast right? down every negative we imagination, are, girl. We are intentional. We are, we have perspective. We are mindful, and we are in control of our life and the journey that we're in. Right. And to not be accountable for our words, we lack integrity in that space. Yeah. You know. If we're just out there saying whatever the hell we want or doing whatever we want and not being accountable, where's your integrity? You live a mindful life. You be intentional. Maybe you need to think about something a little bit carefully. That's fine. That's part of growing up. That's maturity. When you're 15, you could be out there all willy nilly and be like, fuck it, I'm going to do this, you know, yeah. whatever. And then think about your actions after. But then you know what? When you realize you just royally screwed up, you're going to learn to never do that again. But as we grow and we are intentional, we have different perspective on life. Right, exactly. And so we think about it and then we act on it and we claim it as we're doing it. You know who actually helped me with that was my stepdad. Because um, he would say things like if he was stuck in traffic or someone cut him off, he's like, oh. What a phenom. Gotta love it. <laughs> que fenomeno. Dios mio. Wow, I feel so blessed by that. And I'm like, why are you saying that? But then it kind of, I'm like, yo, that's cool. Like, I get what he's trying to do. Because if you say the things that you don't, that you really feel, the heart is a deceitful liar. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, be careful what you say. So now instead of like, when I do something stupid, I'll say something like, I'm such a genius. <laughs> Like, I am so smart. Wow. How could I have done that? I love that. Right? So sarcasm. It's, it's very sarcastic, but it's almost casting that spell on myself. Like, I am a genius. Yo, ya te lo dije, pero que se yo, right? I might only admit, but I'm still gonna live my life. Heck of emotion, that's why you lose yourself every time. They yelling DK, like, what do I know, right? 